The road to awakening can be filled with unexpected twists and turns, and we'll talk about it on this episode of the Mind Dog TV podcast. Is everybody ready for the Mind Dog to make the show? Start the clock. And welcome, my friends. Yet another episode of the Mind Dog TV podcast. I'm Matt Napo. Thanks for coming. It's great to have you here, as always. Uh, beautiful Sunday afternoon here in Long Island, New York. I uh, hope it's a beautiful day wherever you are, and uh, sometimes it might be nighttime wherever you are, but I hope you had a beautiful day wherever you are. Uh, it's going to be a interesting program. Today, we're going to talk about energy healing, not, a, not something we haven't talked about uh, a bit before here. We've had a lot of energy healers and people who uh, deal in what I like to call alternative healing uh, modalities, uh, alternative medicine, if you will. Uh, so this should be an interesting program again on that subject. And my guest today has an interesting story about how she became uh, involved in energy healing. So uh, I think you'll you'll enjoy this program. But first, I need to talk about my sponsors. I'm going to start today with this one. You know about my vital C. A little bit of glare on the product there. Uh, My Vital C is a product, a, a uh, food supplement um, that was developed by Chris Burris, who's been on the show twice now uh, from SES Research. And it makes quite a few claims about uh, how it can improve your health. Number one, and the most uh, skeptical one as far as I'm concerned, uh, is the ability to prolong your life by as much as 90%. Now, I told Chris when he was on the program originally that I was highly skeptical of that claim. But it also claims to uh, give you better energy, better sleep, and better cognitive ability, clearer thought. And so I being a skeptic, he said, why don't uh, we try this? Uh, I'll send you a bunch of free products. You can try it for six to eight weeks. Have me back and we'll review your results. I did that. As you, If you watch this program or listen to this program, you know about it because I did it twice a day on the air for six weeks to the point where we were all tired of it. But I have to say, after that period, um, the results were conclusive that I did have more energy. I was sleeping better as far as uh, clarity of thought. That's a subjective thing. And, a few, and few people can really, uh, re- really make a definitive statement. Yes, I'm thinking clearer. I guess that's for people who uh, know you best to kind of make that judgment call. But uh, my results were improved. So um, I am now endorsing the product. Now, that's not to say that I'm absolutely 100% sure that the product worked because it could have been the placebo effect. I'm not immune to that. But here's the deal. I'm off it now for 15 days, trying my life without it and seeing if I go back to having diminished energy and poor sleep for 15 days before I resume taking it. So it's a great product. I'm recommending it. Uh, You can try it out at myvitalc.com slash minddog. Make sure you use the promo code minddogtv for 15% off your first order. And if you use the subscription method, Rather than the uh, one-time buy, you will save another 15% off your first-time purchase. And you can cancel that subscription at any time. So even if you're buying for just one month, uh, I would go with the subscription plan and save your extra 15%. MyVitalC.com slash MindDog. And the promo code, again, is MindDogTV for your 15% off your first purchase. Uh, Also sponsoring the program today 
Funwise Capital, you know about them. They've been with us for quite a while now, several months. Uh, Funwise Capital is a business lender matching platform that gets you the best credit lines guaranteed. You can apply online in 60 seconds or less and there's no effect to your credit score to see how much you can get. Use the funding for anything you need to start or grow your business. You heard me correctly. I said start or grow your business. If you don't have a business but you got a solid business plan, they can help you get funding. Get the best funding you can qualify for. Their strategic lender, lender matching platform searches through hundreds of lenders lenders to find the very best possible option for your unique situation. Uh, they have hundreds of five-star reviews on Google, Trustpilot, and Facebook, and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. They provide unsecured lines of credit uh, at 0% interest for 9 to 15 months, unsecured term loans, loans based on your income, short-term gap funding, and bridge loans. Um, they work with real estate, startups, as I mentioned, franchises, restaurants, any kind of business any kind of project. You get started with them. It's really simple. You don't need any pro promo code or anything. You just go to apply.funwise.com uh, funwise slash dog. That's apply.funwise.com slash dog. All the links will be in the description. I do appreciate you uh, patronizing my sponsors. As I mentioned today, we're going to talk about uh, energy healing. And um, my guest today is Mindy Stritch, who, who is a certified healing practitioner uh, with... Uh, degrees in Reiki and Healing Touch and ICF, and an ICF life coach. I'm not sure what ICF is, but she'll explain that to us. Uh, as a graduate and a teaching assistant at Whitewinds Institute of Energetic Healing. She, as I mentioned, she has a really interesting story about how she became involved in all this. So without further ado, please open your ears, open your minds, and help me welcome in Mindy Stritch to the Mind Dog TV podcast. Mindy, welcome. Hi, nice to be here, Matt. Hi, it's great to have you. I was hoping to be on my computer, but we had some glitches there. So I guess I'll hold my phone for the next. You, you, you look beautiful. Uh, you can't just prop it up and, and <laughs> yeah. I, I can, but well, no, I, I have to hold it. So okay. That's fine. That's All fine. right. Well, no what's we're sorry you have to endure that. Um, so as I mentioned, you know, you have a interesting story about how it all started for you. You want to uh, give us the 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 um, uh, not too short a version, but give us give us that story. <laughs> give you the semi-abbreviated version, not not starting from when I was born. Yeah, but yeah we don't have. I actually, I didn't know you were on on Long Island. I grew up in Brooklyn, so. Ah, nice. I know, I know Long Island well. My brother lives in Plainview. Oh well, I'm all the way out in Shoreham, uh, all the way East End, North Fork. Uh, it's, it's not like most of Long Island out here where I live. It's very rural, and it's uh, far removed from everybody. We don't even have a post office or or, or a high school in my town. Wow. Yeah. Different, different part. You're really out on the edge there. Yeah, yeah. So so I'll, I'll tell you uh, um, how this all happened to me. You know, I often say that um, I didn't find energy healing. Energy healing found me. When I was about 24 years old, I started to develop these very strange symptoms where for no apparent reason, I would get dizzy, I couldn't catch my breath, I would have heart palpitations. And sometimes I would wind up in bed for, sometimes it would be a day and other times it would be a couple of weeks. So that started a journey of going to every doctor imaginable. If, if their specialty ended in IST, I was there from cardiologists to neurologists to psychiatrists and everything in between. And they couldn't determine what was wrong with me. So like many doctors do, they slapped a diagnosis on it because they found that I had a leaky heart valve 
some of your listeners may be aware with mitral valve prolapse, which is not an uncommon situation, which some people do experience some of the symptoms that I have, but I've never even in all these years heard of anybody that has an MVP that struggled like, like I did to the point where several years later, I went to the mitral valve prolapse clinic in Birmingham, Alabama. But something inside of me said, you know, they're throwing pills at this, they're giving me tests, but this is not what is happening. Um, a year after this diagnosis, my mother passed away. Um, sadly, coincidentally, and synchronistically on my 25th birthday. Wow. So just, just put that aside for a moment because it does have something to do with the story. But of course, I wasn't connecting the dots that, then. So um, after my mom passed away, I got even sicker. And I was still able to work, but my quality of life was definitely debilitated because I was always concerned about when I might get an episode. So I couldn't really do what I wanted to with my life because it was always like a black cloud hanging over my head. But I moved to, from New York to Atlanta and went on with my life, got married, and um, on and off would, would have these episodes. The next really bad episode happened when my brother was diagnosed with a brain tumor. And um, it, that took me out for a while. And then fast forward, the, the um, I guess you would say the, the cat, the, 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 the not the catalyst but the i can't think of the word but it all kind of came to a head when i ended up in the hospital in 2011 and doctors were doing all kinds of diagnosis i couldn't stand up i couldn't breathe i was dizzy all the time and same thing no, nothing different six so after that i gave up on conventional medicine and a friend decided she wanted to take me to an energy healer. And I said, what is an energy healer? I had no idea what it was, but I was desperate and I would have done anything. And even to this day, I can't tell you why when I went to see this man, everything in my mind said, what he is doing makes no sense to me. I don't understand this. This is hokey. You know, my mind didn't want to believe it. But something deeper inside of me trusted this man. He felt genuine. And I, I started to believe that maybe there was something there for me. So I signed up for a two-year course on energy healing to learn what was wrong with my heart. Why was this happening to me? I had to diagnose this because doctors were not doing a very good job with it. Two weeks after I started my healing program at the White Winds Institute, my husband came home and told me he was gay. Whoa. And of course that ended my marriage. But here's where all the dots, Matt, started to come together. Because what I learned in healing school helped heal my physical issues and also helped me get over my divorce. This all started when my mother died. It actually started when I was born, when people started to abandon me and leave me. Um, I started to develop an energy around fear of being abandoned, and it landed in my heart. 
And every time something happened that was traumatic in my life, my brother almost dying, my mother dying, my ex-husband leaving me, our bodies hold that energy. They, they consciously, it consciously holds the unconscious thoughts and emotions that we don't always bring to the surface of our lives. And that manifests in physical illness. Energy has patterns. And if we were to look at ourselves under a microscope, we would look very different than when we look at ourselves in the mirror. At the core of who we are, we are energy, molecules, atoms, space, frequency, vibration. And if something doesn't belong in this physical body because it's not vibrating from a place of health and joy and happiness, eventually that energy can turn into something physical. So there's more to us that meets the eye. There's more to us that can often show up on an MRI or a CAT scan. Now, let me say this. I am a fan of conventional medicine. I go to conventional doctors. I'm not a, not that there's anything wrong with woo-woo energy healers and people doing alternative things. Uh, some of my best friends are those people. I believe that we all have a choice to make in our own health and whatever path works for you is the right path. And for me, I look at what I do as an energy healer and what has helped me on my road to health and recovery, physically and emotional, is an integrative one. I look at energy healing as a complement to conventional medicine. But what I do believe and what I do know for sure is that whatever is happening in your body or in your life is more than physical. If we want to be healthy and we want to be whole, then we have to take a holistic approach. There's more to our bodies. There's an energy field that surrounds our bodies that has been measured scientifically. It extends about three to four feet from our body. That field holds the patterns of our life that your life becomes. Our body is a physical expression of that. Our lives and our body are a physical expression of all the, the energy that we're holding, our emotions, our thoughts, our soul. That's all part of who we are. So if we're looking at ourselves as wanting to be healthy, then we can't just look at the physical. We have to look at the emotional. We have to look at the psychological. We have to look at, at the spiritual. Mm. And so... I know uh, because I've seen it work in my life and I've seen it work <laughs> with hundreds and hundreds of clients that I have that when you start to peel away the layers and look inside of yourself, then you find your body has everything that it needs to heal. We just haven't learned how to listen to it. <laughs> well, there's a ton to unpack in that answer. Now, uh, uh, you mentioned energy, and but you also said the, towards the end there, you said spiritual. What it, what is the differentiator between uh, energy and spiritual spirit? Oh, we lost volume somehow. No, okay. Oh, so okay. 
what is the difference between energy and and spirit? Because you, you at the end, you, uh, towards the end of that uh, answer, you said uh, looking at it from uh, physical uh, energy and spiritual. So I'm I'm wondering what is the difference? Because I I think in most people. And I, I've actually been part of a school of healing myself, a four-year school, not a two-year school. But uh, most people who are you know anything about this stuff kind of think of them as the same thing, the energy field and spirit as being the same. Uh, do you see them as two different things? And if, if so, what's the difference? Where, what's the differentiator? Um, I think that this, our spiritual energy is is part of the the energy i wouldn't say it's different i think different there are different layers and frequencies to the energy field um I, you know i think we all start out as spirit that's my opinion and people can disagree with that but i think that's the energy that we want to get back to you know where we are spiritual beings having a human experience but we're also human beings having a spiritual experience so i would say that the spiritual energy is the lightest highest frequency of energy that that we are contained in well, our emotional and our mental and our physical energy is a little bit more dense the reason that we could see each other right now uh, you know is, is because our physical bodies are are well are, are more dense energy so it it vibrates at a slower frequency than our spiritual energy well, I think most of science would agree with that uh, assessment now that uh, about us being energy and our physical bodies are just very dense energy. Uh, but you, you now, again, you said mental and emotional, spiritual energy, all this, all these things. The mind, what part? Because in in the beginning of your answer, uh, your original answer about your story, uh, you said about the guy you went to see who was the healer, and you uh, believed it, it, you went there as a skeptic, but something about that man made you believe in his authenticity and all that. So, how much does the mental aspect of belief? uh of play into this so the mental part of it not not so much physical it's separating it from uh what goes on in your mind to what goes on and I, in my view mental is not necessarily your energy field it's it's all in in your brain which is a physical thing but so the belief system that happens in your mind what does what part does that take place or what part does that play in your actual healing uh, hu well, huge. Uh, well, let me let me answer that two ways. You can be skeptical. Your belief about healing could be I'm a skeptic or I don't believe it, and you can still experience a healing. That, yeah. Uh, okay. Go ahead. Is that what you? But also, our beliefs have a a. It is the biggest part of of how how we live our lives, how we show up in our lives, you know. So here's one of my favorite quotes. Albert Einstein said, the intuitive mind is a sacred gift and the rational mind a faithful servant. But we've created a society that honors the servant and has forgotten the gift. <laughs> okay. We're two in our heads. So our beliefs or whatever is happening, even if you look at the pandemic or anything that's happening in the world right now, what's happening on the outside is not really the big problem. The big problem is what's happening on the inside. 
Right. It's our thoughts about the situation that create the emotions. Uh, and I, that creates what's happening in our bodies and in our lives. Hmm. So I don't know if I'm answering your question. Well, I, I, there's a little bit of confusion there, but uh, I, I want to go back to something you said. Uh, it can work for you even if you're a skeptic and don't believe it. Now, um, my uh, this might be semantics, maybe not, but my view of skepticism is not that you don't believe it. My view of skepticism is keeping an open mind. Uh, what I people who don't just dis, dismiss it, I call them cynics, and there's a difference between skepticism and cynics. And I think it's important to make that clear. I talk about this kind of stuff a lot on the program, and people call themselves skeptics when they really are cynics, and some people call themselves skeptics who really are open-minded and just question it but want to learn more about it, want to want to find out what the truth is, and I think that's a healthy place to be. So I'm all for healthy skepticism. Uh, but So can a person... Uh, benefit from energy healing if they're a complete cynic and and uh, just completely dismiss it as you know this can't work. So thank you for making that clarification. I love that. I'm gonna I'm gonna adopt that and keep it. You're absolutely right because I was a skeptic too. But I I think when we're skeptics, we are open minded and there's something there's something deeper than than that that mental construct that allows us that wants to be open to something different cynics it's it is a more, more difficult in my experience matt yes because you're you're you know your thoughts affect your energy as we're talking about so it, it i can't really work with somebody's energy if they are so closed off right you know it's it, it, it the the energy isn't going to want be able to move the energy has its own consciousness but you're you're um you're influencing that by what your mind is thinking right well that's this is where i it, it really gets confusing for me because to me your energy your mind affects your energy and your energy affects your mind. Uh, and it, it, it's like, where, who's in charge there? Who, who, it's a chicken or egg thing. What came first, energy or mind, and which one it takes precedence and which one is more powerful? And, you know, with cynics, I think you're just blocking off everything. You're just a closed wall. It's this. It's like, you know, I, I'm closing off to everything and not going to be open to anything. But it still comes down to the question of what's the relationship between thought mind mindfulness thought and energy are they one and the same is one more dominant than the other are they in fact separate it's very confusing to me uh, you know it's like trying to find one solution for a very complex system you know we're complex beings um and, and even when it comes to a, a conventional doctor trying to find a diagnosis, you, you take five patients with the same symptoms and the same condition, and there may be five different treatments because there's so many other things that get involved in it. So the, 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 awning, the only honest answer I could give you to that question is, I don't know. I don't, I don't think there is, you know, it, it's random. Everybody is different. Mm. Um, it's not, it's not a black and white situation when you, especially when you're talking with energy, because everything is constantly ebbing and flowing. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, and you, you mentioned uh, that you are not 
closed off to conventional medicine. And I think that's a good place to be. But there are more and more conventional medicine people who are being open to this. Now, you mentioned uh, going to a physician, and I think this is a common thing. People will go to a physician, a, a traditional MD, and they won't know. They will be stymied by finding out the actual cause and not be able to give somebody a clear diagnosis of what your problem is and what's causing it and all that. And even if they find something, as they did with your with your heart condition there, uh, it doesn't seem to address the whole of all all of your problems. And that can be frustrating for people. But there are, and the reason for that, I think, is doctors are trained uh, really in a old-fashioned way of patient comes in with this, uh, you look through this, this, and this, and say, oh, it must be this. Rather than saying, you know, let's look at each individual person as a, a unique entity and let's take it step by step, issue by issue, and and really figure out what the real cause is underlying all of it. So I think that's a, a real frustration with people. But that being said, there are more and more doctors that are open to this. So uh, the part of working in conjunction, and I know doctors who I've had on the show, medical doctors, who actually refer people to people, uh, patients to people like you and work with them. And I think there's more, more and more of that. So uh, do you have like a group of medical professionals that you work in tandem with in, in that kind of. Um... It's a small group, but it's growing. Everything you're saying is, is accurate. And it's been a real you know blessing to be in this field at a time where it, where it's opening up you know, where mainstream medicine is not looking at energy healing as being something that's complete on the spiritual woo-woo shelf. And, and you know, there are a lot of patients like me, like I was back in the day, who are more than frustrated. They're, they're not getting better. And, 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 but to be fair, doctors are just as frustrated. You know, the, the, the medical system right now is so broken that good doctors and there's lots and lots of good doctors you know, on on average they spend 7 minutes with their patients right you can't diagnose in no. 7 minutes right i i've I had a uh, md on uh, a couple of weeks ago who said exactly that uh, and she spends 3 hours with the initial consultation which is highly unusual and you're right it's usually 7 minutes or less uh you wait in the room for an hour, an hour and a half right. to see them for three minutes. Right. <laughs> um, so, but when in working and have you worked with uh, doctors? Like, say you've, you've got somebody who comes to you, a client who's got uh, something, and do you refer them back to uh, med medical doctors sometimes? And how does that relationship work if you've experienced that kind of um, cooperation with, with uh, traditional medicine in any way? Um, it's more been one way where doctors are referring patients to me than I'm referring patients to them because the few doctors and, you know, I'm, I'm a small independent business. Oh. Owner, I, you know. Okay. So it's one way, but did they share, um, what their findings with you and, and, and like charts and medical stuff that, or, or what they think is going on? Do you, is it that? much of a collaborate uh, collaboration or do they just refer somebody to you when they come in fresh and you're starting fresh without any consultation with that uh that medical profession who referred them to you 
it usually starts where they're just referring them to me. And then I ask my client is, you know, is it okay if I, you know, discuss your situation, get, we get permission from the client. I call them a client. They call them a patient. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. They're there. Most of the time I am, you know, discussing, um, some medical history with, with the doc, the two, there's two doctors that I work with. Wow. But, uh, when I was in the school of healing, I'm not going to mention their name. It's an equally reputable one as yours. Uh, the one that you went to the white winds Institute. Uh, but, um, I was working with them in the mid nineties and, uh, I was an audio visual technician, basically videotaping healings and, and, uh, audio taping stuff and, and kind of documenting things for the students. And, um, there was a gentleman who had testicular cancer, got on the table, went through this healing thing, uh, and got up and was feeling great. The 1200 people in attendance applauded and, uh, wished him well. And he was pronounced healed, not cured, healed. Uh, and he basically did not go pursue medical treatment any further. And six months later he was dead. Now, uh, for the audience who I think is an important distinction for audience listening to this, there's a difference between healing and curing. I'm so uh, can you, can you talk about it a little bit? Sure. Cause there is, and that's a big part. Um, and also I would say I don't heal anybody. I, I facilitate healing, but I don't heal anybody. Right. Okay. So here's the difference. You well, listen, we all want to be pure, cured. If somebody comes to me and has cancer, they, they, they want to be cured. Nobody wants to have cancer, but you can be cured of an illness or a disease and still have a lot of healing to do. Um, curing is the absence of disease. Healing is being whole. So you could still have a disease and be healed. We are all going to pass from this earth one day. We're going to die, right? Our, our physical bodies are going to die. We are not going to be healed of whatever that thing is that takes us out. But we can die healed. If I am at peace and I am whole and I, have, I am feeling love and gratitude and and acceptance and i've don't have any regrets i'm i'm healed right or well, i'll go ahead go ahead I'll, I'll 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 comment after you're done <laughs> so you could you could die healed but and you could also live cured and still have a lot of healing to do i choose dying healed because ultimately I want to be at peace. Right. So somebody comes to me and they have cancer, for example, my intention and my conversation with that client is there's a difference between healing and curing. This is our conversation. I want to make them feel better. I want to, I, I can help them feel better when they're going through chemo, take their symptoms of nausea and, and, and fatigue away give them a little bit more hope. 
All of those things are going to activate the body's parasympathetic nervous system, which is allowing the body to heal itself. So you're optimizing your body's ability to heal, and then you are creating the environment where you can potentially cure. Mm. So it's very different than, oh, you have a tumor, and I'm going to heal it, and it's going to go away. Right. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you mentioned, you know, the the dying process, and that's a whole other show on its uh, in itself. And I've, we've talked about that several times on this program. But there is this idea of, um, first of all, death is a natural process, and we don't treat it as such. We treat it as something to be feared and something not to understand. And uh, I think that clouds the way we, we prepare people for dying. And, I, you know, I know all about hospice and stuff like that. But there is something to uh, making your your environment as peaceful and as uh, harmonized with your own spiritual energy when as you're preparing to die that makes that transition much easier than for people who, say, are in a, uh, preparing to die in a hospital room, afraid with wires and machines and all that kind of stuff around. So that's a whole other program that, you know, we, we I love to talk about that stuff because I think it's important for people to realize that uh, death is a natural process, but there is uh, an art to preparing a place to make that that process as easy and comfortable for people so that they do pass um, with dignity, with grace, and, and in in a way that is more feels more like healed, if if I can use that word, but it feels more natural than than the way we tend to prepare people for death. So, um, in your original answer, you you t- uh, in your original story, you were talking about fear of abandonment. Doesn't every human being have that? Sure. Uh, I, absolutely. I think, I think, I think it starts from the minute that we're born and the umbilical cord is cut. Right. We're searching for that, that connection uh, again. But, you know, I think we all, you know, I guess the, you have listeners that are somewhat spiritual. So I'm, 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 I feel okay sharing that here. I think we all come to this, this earth for some sort of personal journey, call it karma, call it whatever. This just happens to be mine. Right. I so, get it. Cause so that was going to be my follow up question. Cause if, if we all have that, and I think we all do at some level have this fear of abandonment. I, it's, I think it's a natural thing. Why it caused so much spiritual trauma in your case, right. And not in everybody's case. <laughs> I have no answer for that. You know, when I, when I get to the other side, I'll let you know. Okay. <laughs> I'll still be here because I'm going to be here for 150 years. Um, there you go. Send me. Some- <laughs> um, I want to just tell you the, the, um, the, the arc of that story. So my mom died my, on my 25th birthday and that's really was the seed from my spiritual journey because I grew up Jewish, very secular, you know, didn't, I don't know that I believed in God or anything. I never really paid much attention to it, to be honest with you. But when my mom died on my 25th birthday, I, I, I needed to find an answer to have some peace with it because it just made no sense. And I was so angry that I would never celebrate my birthday again. So I started reading all these spiritual books about angels and afterlife. And it brought me comfort. 
And that just, you know, was the first step that took me towards many, many different spiritual things that I've encountered in my life. But fast forward now to uh, my birthday two years ago. Now, I mentioned my ex-husband. I never had any children of my own, but I raised his three children. So I do have three adult children that are my stepchildren, but... Uh, not but and on my 59th birthday my granddaughter was born and every single person that sees pictures of this child on facebook says oh my god she looks just like you now we're not related biologically but we do look like each other so (laughs) so you could say it's a coincidence right but this is part of my path for whatever reason I was meant to be a healer. I was meant to marry this this wonderful man who unfortunately turned out for me turned out to be gay. I was meant to be in this family. And this baby, who was born, by the way, two and a half weeks late, was the complete circle of when my mom passed away to when she was born. Nice. Uh, I, uh, many, many years ago, I think it was probably around 30 years ago, 35 years ago, I was in a band with, uh, uh, we had a female singer and she told me because, uh, my wife and my first wife, uh, decided on our, because we shared the same birthday, our, our 25th birthday, we, we decided we were getting, when the decision was mostly hers, but on our 25th birthday, she decided we were getting divorced. And the singer in my band, who was a female said, uh, 25th birthdays is a, uh, real important milestone for women that it's so when you originally telling me that story i'm thinking wow what a terrible uh it's bad enough that your mother dies on your birthday but being a woman and the 25th birthday it's got to be um because i was told and i still have that in the back of my mind that for women 25 is an important number for some reason different than men <laughs> i don't know but uh, that was thought was with me when you were telling that story so uh, uh do you celebrate and, and i realized that two years ago you had a gift on your birthday but in between times was was your birthday uh, a traumatic experience every time it kind of rolled around for the first few years i refused to celebrate it i was very angry as i said but you know as i grew and evolved so did that and now i honor that day i, I had a friend a few years ago who said to me you know your your mom gave birth to you twice on the day you were born and on the day that she died and that's really how i look at it now it's, it's a celebration for again, it's something that may not make sense to the mind, right? But but I believe this at a much deeper level in 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 that in my soul that this was meant to be that she left on that day intentionally for me to be able to carry on in this life in in ways that she wasn't able to, and the connection that I feel to her in spirit now is so much deeper than I could even explain. So, um, yeah, it, it, it sucked to be completely honest with you for the first few years, but now, <laughs> now, now I appreciate complete honesty. I really do. Even if it hurts sometimes, I think, I think it's a, it's always a, a good thing to share complete honesty. So I have your website go, scrolling across the bottom. It's just mindystrich.com for yeah. people who are on the listening side. The, uh, the link will be in the description. But now when I visit your site, and this is where I want to take this conversation next. So far, we've talked about healing physical uh, people with physical maladies, no matter you know whether it's, it's just cancer or just 
anything physically wrong with them, healing in that uh, sense. But on the very first page of your website, you talk about helping people find purpose for their life and, and discover what they really want to do with their life and what their life is all about. How does, how does that work? It's all in the energy. Um, you know, it's all it, it's all connected. So I often have people that come to me and just say, uh, I'm stuck. I don't know why. I don't know how to move forward. I, I just feel off. I think that's the most common complaint in that I hear from people everywhere in the world is that they feel stuck. And I think a lot of people are, are fear uh, moving towards the life that they've they believe somewhere in their spirit or mind or wherever it is that they they were born to do something, but they don't move towards that out of fear, uh, whether it's uh, financial fear, whether it's judgment fear from people around them. People in their lives are going to think, well, if you if you just quit your job and try to uh uh, go after what it is you really want in life. You, that's crazy. You, you know, and it's irresponsible and all that kind of stuff. So there's the judgment, there's the financial fear and all that stuff. But uh, specifically, I'm wondering how, how you can kind of uh, coach them through that if coaching is the right word, because I'm not, I'm not a big fan of the word coaching, but I think in this, in this case, well, it probably is apropos. <laughs> well, well, to me, Matt, that's all part of energy healing, you know, call it coaching or call it therapy, call it whatever you want. It, it's it's when you change somebody's perspective, when you open up their eyes so they could see the light or 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 find their way through their stuckness, that's moving energy. And that's helping them physically, emotionally, psychologically, spiritually. So how do I, I mean, I talk to them that that's the first part. You know, people, you're right about what you said about you know, a majority of people feeling that way. Here's another thing that a majority of people feel. They want to be heard. We all, you know, what doctors can't do, and sometimes we take our spouses or our children or our friends for granted, and we don't really sit and listen to each other. And so just by somebody having a conversation with me, I, I can't tell you how many times complete strangers come into my office and after five minutes they start crying and they say, I, I, I don't know why I'm crying, I never cry, and I can't believe that I'm telling you this because you're a complete set stranger and I've never told this to anybody. Well, obviously by the time they get to you, there they have some pain that they're just waiting to release and i think that has a lot to do with why they cry in the minute they start talking to you is because uh especially if you make them feel comfortable and feel safe safe in, in that space is that uh I, this is something i've been waiting for uh and now i'm here once i get comfortable in it that's when i just kind of let go and then and tears and emotions are kind of a natural um, geyser that once you once you take the cap off, there's no stopping it. And so sometimes all all it needs to take all that's required to take that cap off is to feel safe and and and, and uh, protected and to allow that to happen. So I think that's probably right. So that thank you for saying that because that that goes to the answer of your last question. Once that energy is moved, what becomes revealed is buried underneath all of that. So whatever their truth is, their, their purpose, I hate that word because we, you know, purpose has nothing to do with 
I, I, I want to be the next Oprah Winfrey or, or, or I have to make a million dollars, you know, purpose is to be happy. Right. And so, but whatever it is that is hiding that they're either intentionally or unintentionally denying or burying is cannot be seen until that layer that you just spoke of gets moved and opens. Right. Well, I, I, if you if you haven't figured it out by now, I'm a pretty semantics guy. So on purpose, I, I'm going to uh, talk about that just for a second because I think it's important for people uh, listening to understand there's a difference between purpose and outcome. Now, uh, you mentioned purpose is I want to be the next Oprah Winfrey or I want to be rich and famous, whatever. I think that's outcome. Purpose is doing the things that you you feel you were meant to do in other words, uh, and I'll give you a, a very specific answer. Uh, for me, uh, I had always wanted to be in broadcasting. I was in broadcasting 30 years ago for my own bad behavior. I got kicked off the radio and kind of blacklisted locally uh, and always wanted to get back into it. And so after 30 years of being in entertainment uh, as a side job and working in corporate America as my main job, I finally got out of that and I decided, you know what, I want to get back into broadcasting. Podcasting is as close to radio as i can get at this point and be my own boss and not really have to worry about being fired because i i run my own uh, thing so when i did that my life changed and people around me uh, are witness to it that uh and uh, you know we talk about purpose i feel like i'm fulfilling my purpose whether i don't have the outcome or or desired result that i i'm looking for i'm not looking to get rich and famous off it if that happens that happens i do make my living from it but uh what i look forward to is every day doing it to have an interesting guest on somebody i can have a stimulating conversation with learn something from so i feel that's my purpose I'm not tied to the outcome of where it takes me. And I think that's an important thing for people to consider when they when we talk about purpose that, as you mentioned, I think a lot of people do confuse it with rich and famous. Now, that's not that's not a purpose. That's an outcome that you're hoping for. And it's it's a it's an unfulfilling uh, outcome to be aimed at. You really want to be aimed at doing the things, living the life that makes you happy. And that's what I I think of as purpose. Uh, do you agree or disagree? Well, well, I want to I want to tie into your story and add add mine to it, which may contradict what I'm about to say because I don't think purpose has anything to do with your job. Right. That's that's what I meant. Not rich and famous. Right. I, I don't think it. I think you, your purpose could be to be a good mom, to be a, a kind person, to you know make the world a better place, whatever that, whatever that means. It could mean, I have one client who, you know, she was so tied up in it and she finally got to the point where she's now knitting, knitting beanies and scarves for premature babies. Um, and, and she feels so good about herself. That's her purpose. Right. But I, I want to, I think this is important. So if, if we were to say that my purpose was to become an energy healer, just for the sake of argument, okay. I didn't even know that that was my purpose. Right. Okay. So sometimes we don't know it. Absolutely. But, I agree. But here's what stops us. It was, it's what you said before. You talked about fear. I could, if, if you are living and making decisions based on fear, 
consciously or unconsciously, whatever your purpose is, will never be seen and never be realized. I had my butt kicked by the universe when my ex-husband came out, but that forced me to make a decision. Was I gonna live my life after that in fear and victimization and poor, poor me, and I've been abandoned and look what he did to me and I, can, I can't start over, blah, 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 blah. I could have, a lot of people do because fear stops us in our tracks. Right. Yeah. And, so that that's kind of what I uh because you can you can have this conversation with somebody a client who comes to you and they uh pour themselves out to you. They get all emotional and they kind of have a window open and and kind of uh see some illumination of uh, what their purpose should be. And then they go home and they surround themselves with uh the the people that are full of judgment and they kind of uh, put that fear right back into them. So the question is, how does somebody actually, and I guess it's patience. I'm probably, I'm imagining it's patience, but it's a, a strong struggle between, okay, I feel like enlightened. I feel like I've, I've learned something. I feel like I'm a little bit free. I understand my life's purpose, go home. And all of a sudden I'm, I'm full of judgment and, and the fear comes right back. And now I'm stuck right. again. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> It's like January 1st, everybody's ready to go lose weight <laughs> and go to the gym. And by Je February 1st, we're back to the same patterns, right? So right. we have to rewire the neural pathways in our brain. And that takes time. And here's the thing about healing. We have to do it ourselves. I can't heal you. You can't heal me. We have to heal ourselves, but we can't do it alone. So we need support. We need to have support. And that's number one. And we need to be committed to it. No different than if I want to lose 20 pounds. We have to be committed to it. Right. You know, if you, want your, if you want something in your life to change, you have to change your life. You just, you know, that's why I say to clients, you know, I'm not healing you. We've learned to go to the doctors. We've learned to ask somebody else or expect somebody else to fix us and to take care of us. Give me the pill. Take the pain away. We have to take responsibility for our lives, but we also have to do it with love and compassion. And you said it, patience. It's baby steps. Right. We're learning how to walk all over again. Yeah, uh, the the part where it gets tricky for me, and this goes back to your story. Uh, so, your husband was gay, um, and he knew he was living an inauthentic life, but he also knew coming out was going to hurt you and devastate you. Now, it was necessary, as you uh, say, for part of your journey, but part of the the thing probably holding. And I don't know him, and I I can't make this uh, for for sure, but I'm guessing part of what was holding him back from from coming out sooner is the fear of how it would hurt you and how it would affect you. And I think that that plays a big part in why people don't take care of themselves on in this kind of way. I mean, taking care of themselves, their own purpose, their own life, take responsibility for their lives, as you say, because I don't want to hurt. Uh, so I'm going to continue to live the lie to protect your, your feelings in some way. Uh, am I right in that or am I wrong that, in that? Yes, that perf you're absolutely right, spot on. 
and 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 here's the thing um we're hurting each other anyway yeah right there anyway you can you know uh, people ask me this all the time did i know of course i knew something was wrong you know we could deny it and put it on bury it under the under the rug but it you know it's still there you can't lie to yourself Absolutely. i was living in authentically as much as he and so yeah you, listen life hurts let, let, there's pain in life we have to deal with that because if we don't deal with it then we become drug addicts and alcoholics and sexaholics and everything else we try to numb the pain and that doesn't work so right. yeah oh he was hurting himself and he was hurting me and but transformation now we're both living authentic lives i have the most amazing relationship with my ex-husband i had a great marriage it didn't work out because of this one thing, but he will forever be in my life. And I got a granddaughter out of it and I got a family out of it. And, and, and I got a lot of blessings out of it. And I never would be talking to you or have had the opportunity to become a healer if not for my own healing. So, you know, pain happens. I once heard the acronym of pain, um, pay attention inward now right yeah uh i i think it's important that you shared that and i think it's important for people to know that uh, and you may and i'm just sharing this for the people in the audience but if you want to comment on it after i'm done uh, i i'll be happy to listen to what you have to say about it but you mentioned sweeping things under the rug and uh um and that's a phrase i've used often in my life but this idea of when we don't live our authentic lives we're hurting each other uh whether we want to or not, it, it's going to happen. So it, the the necessity of being authentic, no matter how painful it is, is better than being inauthentic and leaving it swept under the rug, as you say, because the analogy of sweeping under a rug is a very uh, uh, potent and uh, apropos thing. When you sweep something under the rug, it doesn't make the make it go away it just hides it so it's going to come back eventually it's going to come out some way if it's really bad dirt it's going to start to stink and i have personal experience with this that i will relate in the way that i, I possibly can without uh divulging somebody else's personal pain and trauma but a family that i know uh had a uh, situation with incest um and three daughters that were raped by uh, the husband, the the mother knew about it, but did not w did not want to be honest with herself. To like you say, you knew there was something wrong with your marriage. She knew her husband was leaving her bedroom in the middle of the night and going away for a couple of hours and then coming back. Something, and this was going on for years and years. They never addressed it fully uh got a divorce but never addressed it never the kids went for uh counseling i think for three weeks or something and that was the end of that the husband never had to go to counseling never went to jail never had to uh face it swept it under the rug 30 years later of course the rug is worn out and it's going to come out and it's going to come out and make things even worse so the point i'm making here is uh when you do that you're not you're not hiding from the pain. All you're doing is giving it strength to 
amplify itself. And when it comes back out, it's going to be uh, a monster-sized mountain of pain. Better to deal with it now. Better to be authentic now than to let it fester and grow and become really, really uh, a monstrous problem by sweeping it under the rug. And if you want to comment on that, I appreciate it. Well, you know, that's full circles where we started, Matt. That's energy healing right there because it is it is an absolute fact that it's going to show up again. It's going to show up in some physical manifestation, pain, illness, or disease in your body or in your life. That That is a fact. It right. will show up somewhere. And, and it will not only show up in your life, but it will show up in everybody else's life that has been impacted by it. And generational, because I think, you know, it's like, like domestic abuse, like when, when, when a man beats his, beats his wife and the kids uh, grow up, if it's a daughter, she's going to seek out a man who hits her. If it's a boy, he's going to be the kind uh, who watches daddy hitting mom. He's going to be an abuser when he grows up. It's generational. It, 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 and, and it's with that, with a lot of family dynamic issues where that kind of stuff is going on and it will affect your children. It will affect your grandchildren. It will, unless you deal with it now and, and face it head on now, it's just going to continue and just continue without any end in sight uh, through the generation. So I think that's an important message for people to hear. And, as well. and I can't tell you how many clients and the miracle and the, the honor and the joy that I get when I see that there are things that are showing up physically in people's lives that have had situations like that, sexual abuse, um, physical abuse, or whatever their, their story that they have been sweeping under the rug. When they deal with it, the physical symptoms often go away. Often. Right. If, if not completely, they definitely get minimized. The transformation in their life, even if the physical symptoms don't go away, their lives forever change and go in these miraculous directions because they have healed that and they have opened themselves up to the life that they want to live. And then they could look at that with I I'll, I'll, I don't want to stretch it too much and say gratitude. There's no, you don't have to have gratitude for being sexually abused, <laughs> for right. sure. but you can come to a point of accepting it and saying, okay, this has helped me become stronger and be the person that I am because of it. Well, gratitude just for the, uh, the fact that you had the strength to acknowledge it and deal with it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I want, I want to put this out there as a seed because you, of course, of what you just mentioned, uh, and from my experience in life. Now we talked about in the beginning about doctors who, uh, can't diagnose things or can't come up with a full diagnosis for whatever ails you. Migraine headaches are one of the things that doctors have been puzzled by about what the true cause of my, what we, what is known as migraine headaches are. What I find is most people in my life that I've had a lot of experience with, with uh, migraine headaches, they've had migraine headaches as a symptom that is usually 
there is usually a traumatic story behind that stuff. And I think uh, the reason doctors can't come up with the cure is exactly what, what we've been talking about here today is because I think, and not, it's, I hate to make blanket statements, so it's not a blanket statement, but in every case in my life where I've been in a relationship with somebody who's had migraine headaches, whether that's a friendly relationship or a romantic re- relationship, people I know who've had migraine headaches have a backstory that is filled with trauma once you get to know them very deep. So, um, I'm putting that out there as a seed that maybe if you're one of these people who deals with migraines, you might want to start looking into your um, true spiritual damage, your, your your karmic damage, whatever it is you want to call it, the things that have affected you that might be the real cause of that rather than just taking more pain pills and, and trying to go to sleep with it. Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, migraine headaches are also um, involved with the the, the sixth and the seventh chakra, which is the third eye and the crown. So the third eye is about intuition. So that's all about not living your authentic life, which, you know, if you've experienced a lot of trauma, chances are you're not. And the, the crown chakra is your connection to, to divinity, to God, to, to source, to your spirit. So there's, there's something out of alignment with you being truthful to who you are. Right. Um, I, I have worked with a lot of clients that, with those specific areas, and there's been lots of shifts. I, I have worked with clients where their migraines have gone away completely. And in some situations, you know, I say to all the, the uh, menopausal and postmenopausal women, it's hormonal, and that's a little tougher to deal with. Oh, I didn't, I wasn't aware of that. Sometimes, sometimes there's no, you know, sometimes it's physical. I I don't know why I started a few years ago and saying sometimes pollen is just pollen because I would have clients that would come to me and say, I'm all stuffed up. I've got clogged and, you know, I'm trying to figure out what's the deeper meaning for this. And I'm like, (laughs) it's April in Atlanta, you know, (laughs) pollen. Yeah, I have that 365 days a year. I, I actually uh, was convinced at one point I was allergic to 8 o'clock at night because I would always get stuffed up. Around 7.50, I would feel it getting stuffed up. And at, exactly at 8 o'clock, I would start sneezing my head off for a 10-minute fit every night. <laughs> what cured me of that is having an 8 o'clock show because when I know my show's coming on, I know I have to be not sneezing. <laughs> so, But that... <laughs> belief systems again that can can affect it. but even if i wasn't aware of the clock i would know if i started to, it must be 750 and i'd look at the watch and say yep i'm right on time i mean sneezing fit was coming at eight o'clock strange yeah. stuff because your mind knows that it's recorded in your energy field right right so it knows and when it comes to trauma it could be something that happened 40 years ago but if something in your field is is activated and and reminded of that you may not you may not consciously connect the dots but there's something a lot smarter and a lot more intelligence inside of us right and around us that is connecting those dots great stuff so um now get because we're we're way over time here or a couple minutes over time uh, i want to get to uh what what exactly you're doing now? Are you are you working with patients? Uh, I want to use clients, not patients. Uh, clients from all, all over the world. Did you working all remotely? Over the like world. I, I did a podcast in Australia. I got up at three thirty in the morning 
Yeah, I've talked to Australia a lot, too. For some reason, we have a big audience in Australia, which is kind of why I'm asking you these questions, because we do have an international audience. People work with you. Uh, Once again, the the website is mindystrich.com. It will be in the description for you to click on. But uh, so what's the first step when people want to work with you? If anybody is interested in talking with me, I would be happy to do a, a free healing consultation over the phone and continue the conversation after that you know now again grateful for covid from the perspective of i'm doing so many more uh healing sessions from home that i'm actually thinking of of going full time this way and and not having an office right you know what people i've i've said that too people a lot of people complain that there's nobody has um really adapted and this is i've I've heard this thing nobody has adapted to the financial uh impact of covid except the billionaires and i said it's not true a lot of us have uh you're just not noticing it a lot of a lot of businesses that you might not even think about have adapted to working with the new system in in a great way and a lot of us aren't billionaires so we are not the amazons and the walmarts we're regular working people who found a way to get through this and i I think that's an encouraging and a necessary message for people to hear that it doesn't mean that your productivity has to stop or you just have to be open and and uh adaptable to Creative. I mean, this was all available to to many of us before COVID, but it never entered my mind. Right. So I I'm actually enjoying that. I I get to see clients that I have in New York and California and across the the country and and now globally. I I haven't I don't have any global um, clients yet, but I'm I'm looking forward to the first one maybe from, from here. Well, I wish you luck in that. And I, th- I thank you for coming and sharing your insights with us. Uh, I learned something today, but I'm still confused about this whole uh, mind spirit thing. But I'm going to get to the bottom of it if it takes me the rest of my life. Uh- <laughs> Listen, let me just say this real quick. Stop trying to figure it out from your mind. That's the problem. <laughs> That's the truth. Figure it out your soul. It's not a mind thing. Yeah, I get it. I, I understand that. But I'm also part, you know, at my core, I'm more of a scientist than than a faith uh, dealing, a faith based person. So I, I need like, and that's why I'm a skeptic because I like to know how and why everything works. Uh, you know, take things apart and see what's the mechanism behind it. And I think that, uh, and I know we are over time, but but and I don't want to belabor this point, but I think that's why a lot of traditional medicine has been slow to move towards these things because if you can't see can't take it apart and say how and why does it why is it working i see that it's working in some of my patients that i refer to uh healers but i don't know how i it bothers me and i want to know how <laughs> i think that's why they drag their feet I get it, but we're not mechanical. That's just part of it. We got to go deeper than that. Great stuff. Call, call me. We'll talk. Okay. Th- thank you. <laughs> and have a great day. And thanks for coming. You too. Take care. Bye for now. This episode is brought to you by Put Me in the Story. Put Me in the Story creates personalized books for kids by taking best selling children's picture books and well loved characters and allowing you to create personalized books that make your child the star of the story alongside their favorite characters. Save 25% store wide when you click the link on MindDogTV.com and use the code SAVE25.
We're also sponsored by Lovely. Lovely is your online stop for modern, irresistible, and affordable women's clothing. Never before has dressing yourself been so easy. Lovely's carefully curated selection of apparel, accessories, and outerwear are always on trend and always available at the web's best prices. Lovely is dedicated to delivering high-quality clothing to women that will make them look and feel their best. They believe every woman has the right to dress well and shouldn't have to spend a lot to love how she looks. They make it easy to wear outfits you love every day, giving you the confidence to take on the world. Lovely.com summer fashion trends are now 40% off, starting at just $5.99. Get an extra 18% off when you click the link on MindDogTV.com and use the code JFT18. We're also sponsored by VaporDNA. Founded in 2013, VaporDNA is the premier online vape store offering an industry-leading selection of electronic cigarettes, e-liquids, and accessories. Their friendly and knowledgeable customer service team is always ready to provide the best customer service experience to ensure you find what you're looking for. They guarantee their products to be 100% genuine and at the lowest possible price. They're so confident in their selection and customer service, they offer their customers a 45-day refund policy. Save 20% when you click the link on MindDogTV.com and use the code ORIONQ. Mindy Stritch, folks. Again, it's MindyStritch.com, uh, and uh, you can get started working with her there. You can get a consultation and uh, dig deeper into and, and just, um, you know, if you just need to kind of air out what you think your problems might be, you have a good listener, and that's a good place to start. I hope you learned something today. I hope you enjoyed this program. I hope you come back, tell your friends about it, subscribe, go to my YouTube channel and subscribe there, and go to MindDogTV.com and get on my mailing list, uh, and questions and comments for me, info at MindDog tv.com info at minddogtv.com who do we have tonight uh mark m bello tonight he's a social justice warrior a lawyer who is uh taking up the cause of social justice uh should be an interesting program apropos for the times we live in so that's tonight at 8 p.m uh, eastern be sure to join me then until then i'm matt napple from the mind dog tv podcast thanks for coming have a great day and bye for now
Tackle 